Yay! I'm so excited. By the way, I love that top. It is super nice. And thank you so much for being with me today. I am not going to lie. The more I did my research about this conversation, the more I was like, ah, we could go in so many different directions. I'm just super pumped for you to be here today. So welcome to Real Beauty with FG, a space where we discuss what beauty means to us, whether it's a product that sells out every second around the world or it's a cult classic to discussing body positivity to building incredible brands. We're here to find your little black dress in skincare, makeup, and more importantly, promoting happiness within your own skin and owning it. Each episode, I'm bringing in a new personality to discuss all things beauty and touch on their inspiring stories. This week, I'm talking with Tilly Storm, sex, jadeag, and tantra coach. She is on a mission to make America fuck again, <laughs> which I love. That is an awesome, awesome quote. So tell me, I mean, I have so many questions. How did you start this journey to what is a Jake egg? I'm obviously very ignorant. I don't know what it is. So um, yeah, just give me some background. Yeah, sure. Well, I started um, as a sex coach three and a half years ago uh, after you know, a long journey of my own awakening, basically, uh, started when I was 23 and I free birthed my first baby, uh, realized that, you know, everything that we were taught about bodies and sexuality was not true for me. (laughs) So I set out, uh, to discover what was my truth. I was born and raised Southern Baptist and, Uh, a lot of the messaging that I got about my body was your body doesn't know what to do. Your desires are wrong. You shouldn't trust anything that comes from your body or, uh, you know, that it's all sinful and wrong. Right. Mm. And it set me on a journey to discover more about my own truth. And when I was 27, I just remember thinking there has got to be more to sex than this. I can't, I can't even imagine like living four, five, six more decades. And then this is it, you know? Um, yeah, I could only orgasm in one way and I found it really limiting and frustrating. So I started reading every book I could get my hands on about sexuality. Uh, I came across the Jade egg practice and that's, uh, something that I tried. I was really hesitant to at first, but when I did it, uh, it was incredibly impactful and how I related to my body. And about two months doing jade egg practices, I became multi-orgasmic and, uh, it didn't stop there. I went on learn Tantra with my partner at the time, and I was working in a birth center, noticing how many women really struggle with sexuality and pain during sex and all of these things that these women would tell us and their postpartum visits and oh yeah uh, yeah especially after baby yeah yeah (laughs) right yeah so then I went and got uh further education and became um certified to teach the jade egg practice tantric sex and become a sex love and relationship coach so um that's what I've been doing ever since yeah awesome so um what is jade egg practice. I mean, to me, I'm thinking it helps you because you 
put it inside of you? I don't know. I have no idea. Can you tell me? Sure. Yeah. Most women don't, uh, or they <laughs> have an idea about what it is, but they don't, yeah. they don't know really more than just wearing the thing around, but it is an yeah. actual stone that you use internally in your vagina and you yeah. do different squeezes and releases breathwork practices and different breathing techniques to awaken sexual energy inside. Um, it's very spiritual practice and one aspect of it, but there's, you know, an embodiment aspect of it that it, it's like one of the only holistic tools or techniques that we really have and in, in, in our knowing and existence to help women feel that their sexuality is actually a good and a sacred part of them, that it's not something that they have to compartmentalize because now they're a mom or yeah. that they have to compartmentalize and say, Oh, this is my sexuality. I have to put it in a box over here. And it's only safe to be in my sexual self when, um, and when these certain scenarios are in play and happening in my life, but being sexual all the time or being in touch with my sexuality and my sensuality on a daily basis, mm, not so much. Right. Yeah. So the JDEG really helps you to learn that your sexuality is actually a source of energy. Whereas so many of us feel that it's a source of expending energy. It's another thing to check off the to-do list. But don't you think it's funny that if you go to any sex therapist or counselor, one of the first things that they're going to say is if you're not having sex, schedule it, have more of it, because the more you have, the more you're going to want to have. (laughs) It is so true. So true. It's the same as like exercise. The minute you get out of that routine, it's like your body gets used to not doing it. And then because you're not doing it, you're kind of like, oh, thought of it. It's just such an effort, right? Is that how you would describe it? And I just want to say you have an incredible podcast, which I've listened to some of those episodes and I put down some of the questions um, here that, that maybe we can just kind of go through. Your podcast is great, by the way. It's called the Multi Orgasmic Mama Podcast. And... I have a question. When you're talking to people who, firstly, they have kids, um, I think I mentioned to you before, um, I'm a mom. She is, uh, my daughter is going to be three and a half. Um, And honestly, I'm still trying to get used to my own body. And it's been three and a half years. Um, And it's like, I have to work. um, I have to be that professional. I then have to be a mom. And then I need to be a different person and be a wife. Um, and it's like, you still need that time to be sexual. And it's like, how do you find time for all of this? So what advice would you give to people who have been married for a long time to your initial point of, right? Like going back to the point of how do we spice this up? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a, a lot of my clients. <laughs> yeah, sure. They don't, <laughs> they're, they're missing the spark in their love life and their sex life that they once had when they first got together with their partner. Uh, They are not really sure what happened to their sexual self or their desire. Uh, Most of my clients lack desire and they want it back. They desperately want to want sex, but they just don't. Um, And the first thing that I assess is their internal belief systems around what they got taught about sexuality and pleasure from their family. 
mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> no one wants to hear this, that their inner child is the one that's basically got the sexuality and the desire on lockdown and doesn't want you to, or it doesn't want to be responsible for this area of your life. But yeah. uh, the truth is, is that we're all showing up in our relationships and in our sex lives from younger wounded parts of us that are seeking to seeking healing and that need attention and love. And most of us don't know how to give that to them. Uh, and so we seek it from our partner. And when our partner doesn't give it to us, then we get upset with them <laughs> yeah, true. and it causes yeah. conflicts in relationships. So, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the things that keep us from having sexual desire and, and our spark is uh, basically limiting beliefs, negative belief systems that we got raised with around our sexuality and our pleasure. Um, and also unintegrated trauma. So mm-hmm. there's so many women, there's so more than one in five women. It's, it's way, way, way more than that, um, have been sexually abused in some way and going to talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy is not enough, uh, to get that out of your body because your body is a sponge, your vagina, your cervix is a sponge it absorbs everything. And until yeah. you've done body work, embodiment work, somatic work on the body itself, it never really fully releases. So there's a whole nother level of healing that gets to be done, um, through practices like the Jade egg that are mm-hmm. super powerful and releasing those blocks to pleasure in the first place, because once they're released and they're gone, it's like, Ooh, all right, there it is. <laughs> if something starts to wake up inside. Yes, definitely. And I know on your website, you have an awesome quick quiz And I actually did it last night, taking the pleasure assessment. And it determines the one thing holding you back from being the sex life of your dreams, which I love. Some of the questions you touch upon is like, how do you think when it comes to sex? How do you feel with regards to your relationship? If you aren't in a relationship, so on. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, referring back to the jade eggs, for you to, um, you know, kind of fundamentally know how to pleasure yourself then work with your partner because I think that if you don't know how to do it yourself how can you possibly expect someone to do it for you oh yeah yeah absolutely this is one of the biggest uh (laughs) beliefs that that people have they they're like well if I'm gonna work on my sexuality then I need a partner to do it you know I've had single people be like but I don't have a partner I'm like (laughs) like don't you worry (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah, it's definitely something that you get to work on solo. And a lot of the times, if you were raised with religious conditioning, like I was, uh, that's part of the problem is because you have so much shame and guilt that you have to work through to process the limbic emotional layer of the blocks to your pleasure in the first place that uh, it has nothing to do with your freaking partner. So don't blame it on your partner. Stop blaming your partner. It's not your partner's freaking fault. I get so sick of hearing it. It's not okay. This is a you problem. If you lack desire, you need to dive in and figure out why am I not turned on? Why can't I turn myself on what's going on within me that is keeping me from experiencing epic pleasure, epic orgasmic experiences with, or without my partner. Okay. Mm -hmm. So many of the women I work with, they, they may have never self pleasure in their life and they don't even know how to now have I've worked with all sorts of women. I even work with strippers, right? (laughs) So I have women that are very well experienced and well-versed and women that 
uh, you know, they're so shut down that they have never even masturbated ever. So helping women to learn what it is that they want and like in the first place is super key to being able to convey that to a partner. So if you're sitting here complaining, yeah. well, he doesn't do it right or whatever, you know, he's, he always goes too fast. Well, that's not his problem. That's yours because you're not conveying what you need to him in the way that he needs to hear it or whoever it is. Right. So yeah, it is, it is very much, um, a block that if women don't have a healthy relationship with self-pleasure, then they need to develop one so that they can learn what they want and like, and then convey that to their partner. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, without saying a generalized statement, but certainly growing up, it's not like anyone's telling you like, Hey, have you self-pleasured or, you know, like this is how you do it or encouraging you to explore yourself because as women, we put so much emphasis on men liking us and that acceptance like, oh, great, they're sleeping with me, which means they think I'm a great person. And I know for me, it's more about their pleasure than mine sometimes. And I've always been that way. But for guys, and again, forgive my generalization, but I sometimes feel like it's so much easier for them to get off. Whereas for women, like we're so much more in our heads. Um, we definitely have a lot of areas that can be pleasured right but unless practiced and they know and we know what we're doing it's hard well it it really depends on the person and there are generalizations most women are what we call you know non-spontaneous or responsive desire creatures um about 80 percent of women are responsive desire that means it really matters what's going on in the environment If someone, if your partner gets naked and you see them naked, it's not going to turn you on and make you want to have sex with them. Uh, but 20% of women, that is true. And I know it because I'm one of them. So (laughs) it's, it is kind of generalized, but, um, there are men who are the opposite too. And there are some men that need that are responsive desire and that need the buildup throughout the day. And they're super in their heads. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it is the more women tend to be in their head all the time, but it can be the reverse as well. And I think a lot of, and I've talked to many women that are like, I'm the one who always wants sex and my partner never does what's up with that. Um, so that is a really big issue because normally it's the other way. No, it's definitely both ways. (laughs) Interesting. And then I know for one of your podcasts, um, I was looking at the other day, you spoke about the seven types of female orgasm. And I think you've already alluded to this, but I think when you said it, um, you know, how sometimes you only get off in one way. And I know that some of my friends can certainly only get off in a certain position, but, you know, with a penis or if it's not, or, you know, however you're doing it, like, how do you change that up? Like, what happens if you just can't get there? as you're trying it or trying something else, like what would your advice be? The, the scientific explanation (laughs) says that anyone can learn a new way anytime. There is absolutely nothing keeping you from experiencing pleasure in the way that you want, except for you. Yeah. So it's not true that you can't experience the way the pleasure and the way that you want, you can have any type of orgasm, you want to experience 
it just, it's going to, it's going to take some time and it's going to take doing things that you've never done before. It's going to take resensitizing your vagina, your pussy, your vulva. Uh, it's going to take, um, de-armoring your cervix. It's going to take some, it's a process, right? And that's yeah, why yeah. we have a whole transformational process in our programs, because I know the steps it takes, right. To be able to experience yeah, yeah. multiple types of orgasms. Um, it's not just a, well, let me try this. And if it doesn't happen, well, I must be damaged goods. Mm. No, it takes time, sweetheart. <laughs> it takes time to build new neuronal pathways in your brain to experience a new way to pleasure. So most of us, the first time that we ever have an orgasmic experience, or if we self-pleasured as children or teenagers, um, whatever we did then m- might, and sometimes is the easiest way now. Why? Because that was neurons that fire together, wire together. So the thing that you did then is probably what works the easiest for you, but that's not saying that your brain can't find a new way or learn a new way because it absolutely can. It's just that most of us don't give our bodies the time or know the techniques, uh, or have the patience to give our bodies that chance. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like when you think about it, this is probably, um, typically why so many couples get into that rut because you know, what gets you off, it's quick. And especially if you have kids or a busy schedule, you're just like, all right, let's, let's go. You know, instead of using that time to explore it more and be like, let's try something different. And honestly, even if it doesn't work or, you know, you don't climax, at least you're exploring a different way, right? Because it's easy to go back to, you know, what feels comfortable and how to get to that point. But it's it's kind of like a quick fail. And certainly I know so many people that, you know, have kind of been with their partners since like high school and you know, to them, it's like, I sometimes think they have that feeling of like, we're missing out on something else. And I kind of wonder, like, through this conversation, is it because they're just not taking the time to explore, um, you know, themselves or together? Yeah, and it does take effort and work, you know, (laughs) I have kids and you know, it's busy and they're home all the time with us. So I totally get that, but it really does take putting effort into your love life. And it's sad that people get the idea that they don't have to, or that they shouldn't. And if they should, then something's wrong with their relationship. And that's fucking BS girl. (laughs) No, you really do have to put effort into it. Just like staying healthy you're going to stay healthy, well, then you better well be eating some good food, high quality organic foods, and you better be going to the gym and working out. And would you expect yourself to be healthy if you didn't do those things? No. So it's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's like separate. Mm -hmm. Let's take a little pause here and we will be back next week with Tilly Storm to talk more and more about sex. So make sure you tune in next week. Thanks. Bye.